Even when you try to maintain a healthy diet, it can be tough to get all of the nutrients you need for long-term health. Care of makes it super easy and even fun to figure out what vitamins and supplements are best for your diet and lifestyle. Go to takecareof.com and take a short quiz to get your personalized vitamin recommendation. Use offer code AMR at checkout for 50% off your first month of vitamins. This edition of Another Mother Runner podcast is being brought to you by Lara Bar, a line of gluten-free energy bars made from two to nine nutritious whole food ingredients like cashews, dates, and unsweetened coconut. Lara Bar believes that the foundation of a sound mind, body, and spirit is derived from what you eat. And what you eat is most delicious and satisfying when it's in a whole natural state. For more information, go to larabar.com. That's L-A-R-A-B-A-R.com. Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this is Dimity in Denver, um, nursing a very sore hand. Oh, I realize it's not the end of the world, but it is, you know, it's a little, uh, rocked my world a little bit, Sarah, yesterday. I know, Dimity. I saw that, uh, forget whether it was on our Facebook page or Twitter, and I just was like, not again. You fell <laughs> oh again. God. I like biffed. I mean, I didn't just fall. Like, I, I mean, I, I have a tendency to go down hard because I'm so tall, but this one was like an epic, like roll in the dirt kind of stop drop and roll kind of fall i was running with um with angela who's gonna be on my ragnar team uh-huh. in a couple of days yeah um she's local and um and we were running in this place called waterton canyon which um is just beautiful and uh and it's super it's it's a gravel road but it's as smooth and as you know level of a gravel road as you will ever see and um <laughs> doesn't stop you I, from falling though I, I know. <laughs> and i don't even know what i, I mean i i felt my toe hit something. My mm-hmm. right toe definitely hit something. Mm-hmm. And I was just on the ground. And fortunately I had my ultimate direction handheld in mm-hmm. my right hand, you know, yes. and it has the, um, the kind of the brace over it. So, yeah. so, um, so it stayed on my hand. It's not like I went flying. Uh-huh. Um, and I, um, I mean, thankfully it was there because I think my whole hand would have just been hamburger right now. It looks like, um, you know, back in our rowing days when yes. you got really bad blisters right on the top of your palm. Yeah. And, um, you know, so bad that like, you don't want to put shampoo in them. You don't oh. want to put anything like they just sting yeah. so badly. So I've got three of those puppies. I'm hoping that they heal in the next three days. Otherwise I'm not going to shake anybody's hand <laughs> when we get to Ragnar. <laughs> I'll just have to hug them. I'm a hugger. Well, anyway, and, our, but... and our party in Gaithersburg, you know, it's not like yeah. anyone will want to shake your hand there, Dimity. <laughs> Yeah, I know, I know, I know. So, um, so anyway, so that's my, my latest injury. I mean, thankfully I didn't, and then I had a really nice, uh, dust all over my black capris and my knees a little skinned up and, and all that. But, um, I can't take you, can't take you anywhere. I know. Oh my goodness. Well, I would pry you for more details, but we have a lot of calls to get to. We're excited. We have another call in show. So let's get to those. Hi, this is Lauren calling from Tallahassee, Florida, and I am a mother of two. I've got uh, 10-month-old twin boys. Oh, look at you. Twin powers activate. Yeah, Uh, they're activated. (laughs) (laughs) How's it going, Lauren? You sound sound like a little weary, which uh, we understand is totally normal. Yes, yes, a little bit, a little bit tired has been the the case for the last ten months. Well, and prior to that, also because the whole twin pregnancy was a little bit exhausting, as you know, Sarah. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, so talk to us. You're a self-described slow runner. Is that right? 
Yes, yes, slow. A new runner. I um, I had just kind of gotten started right before I got pregnant. I ran a 5K. I was just, you know, really pleased with myself for getting started. And then when I got pregnant, I I had to stop running. There was no question. I mm-hmm. know people people do it, run pregnant all the time, but it just was not for me, mm-hmm. especially not with the twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um. Uh, so I'm just, you know, trying to get back into it since the babies have been born. And yeah, I mean, I'm slow. I'm I'm trying to get faster and I'm getting faster all the time. But I just, I cannot fathom how you guys hold conversations with your <laughs> friends while you're running. I, you know, I hear you guys talk about it all the time and these great friendships. And, and I see women trotting down the street, talking to their buddies. And I just think... I'm doing good just to be breathing. What, <laughs> Seriously, I don't understand how you do this. I mean, I, I feel like I've got two options. Either, you know, get someone, you know, to go with me, run slowly enough to hold a conversation, which I'd be walking. There, mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't do it. Or option two, just let somebody accompany me while I kind of, you know, grunt along. And the, <laughs> the conversation quality would be lacking. I can tell you that. So I just wonder if you guys have any tips. So I, I guess I, I'd say, I think you'd be surprised. Like, have you tried just carrying on a one-way conversation, like trying to say a few words while you've been running, you know, to yourself? Just just run down the street like a crazy person. Yeah, exactly. Or maybe you got your Bluetooth on, you know, put in a little fake Bluetooth and, you know. No, I thought about it, but I haven't yet. I guess I could, could try that. Because I, I think, you're, you know, your sentences would be short, but, um, you know, I think you could do it because you are breathing. And so, you know, I mean, I definitely, you know, I'll, going up a hill, I'll slow down or I'll say, you know, conversation be continued. And then we run up the hill. But um, I think you'd be pleasantly surprised that, that what you're able to get out. And, and um, or you could do what um, my running pal Molly, you know, makes fun of me for be- being so chatty. But you could find, you know, the equivalent of me and, and just, you know, get, you know, listen more than talk. See, that's the problem. I'm the I'm the chatty one usually. I'm pretty uh-huh. verbose. So it's maybe not that I couldn't carry on a conversation. Uh-huh. It's just that I couldn't carry on oh, the, my kind of the, the quality of conversation you are accustomed <laughs> to making. You have. Yeah. Exactly. Yes, the, yeah. the wordiness. <laughs> um, well, so a couple things that I would add, Lauren. I mean, so you say that you're slow, and that's you know that's fine. You were getting out there, and you should give yourself major props for getting out there with your two little peanuts, you know, that are taking up all your time and energy. So um, the bulk of your runs should be done at a very, very manageable pace. And if that means that you have to stop and walk or you do a run-walk pattern, which is what I, I did for quite, quite some time this spring, where I ran for four minutes and then I walked for one, um, then I ran for four and I walked for one, or you could do one-one or two-one or whatever feels good and kind of build up that way, that very manageable pace where you should be able to you know, you're not, you're not like, you know, it's not like you're reading from War and Peace, but you can, you know, definitely like give out, you know, talk almost the way that we are, maybe not quite as fluently, but you can carry on a conversation. That's, that's the goal. And that's the pace as, as a new runner, that's where you want to really spend most of your time. So you build up a cardiovascular base. So, you know, there is no shame in walking. And so if you want to, if you can find a pal who's kind of in the same place as you are fitness wise, and you guys can go out and, run slow and take walk breaks and still enjoy it. I mean, that's the thing about the conversation. It's not so much like, oh, can you do it? But it just adds <laughs> adds so much to the run because you don't think about how much it hurts or, mm-hmm. or you think less about it, I guess. And you don't think about, you know, 
you know, how slow you're going or how much you don't feel like a runner today or whatever. Instead, you're thinking about your friend's problem or, Mm -hmm. you know, you're telling all about, you know, your twins who are starting to walk or whatever it happens to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it kind of, that's a, it's a really nice mental distraction. So um, it might feel intimidating to you now, but I encourage you to try it and, and to really like stay at that place where, you know, physically, you can talk, even though it might feel like you're just dragging ass, like, you know, (laughs) feeling like you're never going to get any faster. The reality is, is you go slow and you get faster. Yeah. And then on the days, you know, you mentioned that you were working on getting faster, you know, if you're doing a speed workout or I know you don't have hills down there in Florida, but you know, maybe you're going. Yes, we do. Oh, you do. (laughs) Very good. The the rarities. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, on the days that maybe you're doing hill workouts, you know, that's the day you're not going to run with somebody or that's the day you're just going to be grunting. But, um, <laughs> but, but otherwise I, you know, I think Dimity's given good advice. So the a- other thing I just want to add to, I mean, I'm not, I, I sound, I always say I like to chat with my pals, but I'm often a listener, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, because there are days, there are times when we're running at a quote unquote comfortable pace. And I feel like I just don't want to talk right now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just don't want to talk right now. And so, I mean, there, you know, if you can kind of get a posse of women together where, Maybe they're chatty. I mean, it sounds like you're kind of more the instigator, but still you can, you know, you can, it doesn't mean that you are, you're, you know. You can have conversation but, flowing and rolling around you with, and uh, it, you know, particularly because like Dimity runs with several women. So then the conversation load is a little lighter on the solid, you know, on this each runner. Exactly. Yeah, I hadn't thought right. about that. I can see how if you spread the load across a few, right. I had not thought about that. That's right. a good idea. Right, right, right. <laughs> we well, can all grunt together. Right. Exactly, exactly. And laugh about it, you know, yeah. laugh like, hey, I can't talk right now, you yeah. know? Yeah, that's, yeah. That's totally fine, too. Right. Good deal. Well, let us know on our Facebook page how it goes. I will. Thank you guys so much. Okay, thanks, Lauren. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Hello, this is Lisa Payne-Kirker from New Era, Michigan, and I have two daughters, um, five and almost eight. Oh, nice. Nice. So, um, so what is it you are calling us about today? Well, as a work from home mother with two kids, I rarely get to stretch when I get in the house Mm -hmm. and, uh, I'm wondering, is it better if I really try to take five good minutes to stretch when I get back from a run or my other thing that I enjoy doing would be about 20 to 30 minutes of foam rolling a couple times a week while my husband and I watch DVR television. So which one's going to be most beneficial? Well, so first of all, do you really enjoy foam rolling? <laughs> I do. I think it feels really good. <laughs> Are you a little bit of a masochist, Lisa? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. And, um, and then my second really important question is, what, what do you like to watch on DVR TV? <laughs> um, well, let's see. What's There's a car show that my husband watches and um, Duck Dynasty. Duck Dynasty. Oh. oh my gosh. I've always, uh, you know, Duck Dynasty is on the cover of Entertainment Weekly this week. And I was like, who mm-hmm. watches Duck Dynasty? Like what? Where did it came from out of nowhere? And so now I'm so pleased to have met someone who watches Duck Dynasty. <laughs> and we're not hunters. It's just a really nice, wholesome show. And the oh. kids can watch it. So. Oh my God. Oh, we, we just uh, started speaking of wholesome and things that the kids can watch. We just started uh, watching the, the Master Chef Junior Edition. Uh, I think, I think it aired Friday night and oh my goodness, like (laughs) that is, it's crazy to see what these, you know, nine, 10, 11 year olds can cook. And I'm like, oh yeah, I don't let my eight year old use a knife. (laughs) It's not mac and cheese and TV and day. Oh my gosh. These kids were, you know, this one kid made this beautiful, several types of sushi, 
you know, another kid made a squid salad. Um, this one kid made beautiful <laughs> macaroons. And I just was like, oh, my gosh. Like, yes. it was it was unbelievable. And the I don't know. But it was fine because they were all from either L.A. or from California or New York. There was, like, no one in the <laughs> Anywhere, any else. And, uh, that's that's the only place to eat squid salad, right? On the coast. So anyway, right, so, right, um, right. so anyway, well, so um, so Lisa, so um, I am kind of the queen of uh, foam rolling slash stretching. Mm-hmm. Um, and so so two things I would say. I think that foam rolling will will serve you a lot better. Mm-hmm. Um, because a you can do it for a while. I mean, if you're doing it for twenty or thirty minutes, that is awesome. You would, you're like my mm-hmm. coach's wet dream. <laughs> Every day in my iron, and she didn't have, you know, she's a girl. But anyway, that was a bad metaphor. But um, no, it was it was a fantastic (laughs) metaphor. is, uh, you know, I mean, every day in my schedule, it said foam roll, foam roll, foam roll. And I got to it. Um, I mean, I think you probably do it more than I do. I did it probably twice a week. Um, but it makes such a difference. And the, and the beauty of the foam roller is you can get into so many places, right? You can get your calves, you yeah. can get your IT bands, you can get your quads, you can get your inner thighs, you can get your back, your shoulder, like whatever you need, you can kind of focus on that. And so, so I would- it's going to serve this. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's what I would do. But if you feel like you want to like, you know, I often feel like I'm often lying in bed and I'm just like, Oh, I just want to stretch out like my hamstrings and my calves. And I'll just like hop up and do like a downward dog, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> right next to my bed, you know, just cause it feels good. Um, so if you want to stretch one thing, I know you live in Michigan, so the winter mm-hmm. is coming, which means you're not going to want to spend, you know, no. minimize your time outside, but I often find that if I do like drills or stretches outside of my house before I go in, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like it's, you know, it, it kind of just bookends the run instead of feeling like you get home and now you have to stretch, you know, oh, yeah. so I you can ignore the kids. Yeah, exactly. and the kids at the window. Yeah, they, and they may not see you. You know, go on the other side of the house. You can hide. <laughs> You're a mom. Right. You've got those skills, right? Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so just spend literally like two or three minutes if you feel like you've got one tight knee and you want to stretch out, you know, your inner yeah, thigh I mean, or your quad or whatever it happens to be. Yeah. I mean, that's what I do. I, um, you know, live here in Portland and the weather is not always all that nice at, um, during or after a run. And so, but I just stand out on, you know, I have tight Achilles and calves. And so I just do heel drops out on our back steps leading up to our back porch and then sometimes I'll look in and there's my son who's up as early as right. I am and he's like like mocking me and doing like fake stretches and everything <laughs> um so but I I definitely I don't even begin to spend five minutes doing it it's it's much closer to two maybe three but I think I given that you love foam rolling I say let's keep you doing that and and go for it and and we're just gonna you know make posters of you because you're our poster child so <laughs> right well and you know it it does it feels good I always notice a difference afterwards I feel a lot looser but yet there's that little demon in my head saying this is not you need to stretch you need to stretch but oh no all right well now no. I'm yeah yeah you're yeah. good you're good all right okay. cool all right thanks a lot Lisa all right thanks bye Hi, my name's Nicole, and I live in Pennsylvania, and I have three kids. I have a boy who's 12, another boy who's 10, and a little girl who's four. Mm, nice. Good you got that girl in there. Oh. Yes. <laughs> we are done. <laughs> you are done, and I imagine that she's, she's quite a, a spitfire being the only girl and being younger than, uh, than significantly younger than your boys. She really is, and she's into everything. She's not afraid to get dirty. She's a 
a bit of a tough girl, but also likes to wear the princess dresses and takes <laughs> ballet. And she's very well-rounded. Oh, I was going to say, she sounds very balanced. Sounds like a mother runner in the making. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Good deal. So, t- so tell us what, what's on your mind today. Well, you know, my husband and I um, are both active. We both like to work out and we've both done marathons. And actually, when I met my husband 17 years ago now, Mm -hmm. I was not an athlete at all. I was out of shape. I was a smoker at the time. And he was in the Army and really in good shape. So I decided to start running. And then he's the one that got me into running in the first place. Mm-hmm. And then over the years, um, we've both been training for different things. But we've always worked out our schedule so that neither we weren't training for a marathon at the same time or we weren't doing, you know, tough workouts at the same time. But in January of this year, he decided he was going to be a triathlete. Mm. So, <laughs> damn triathletes. <laughs> I know, and I know Jimmy can really relate to this. Um, the training that's involved in the three disciplines is incredible. And I'm training for a marathon now. My marathon's in about four weeks from now. Mm. And he's been training. So, we're dealing with a power struggle a bit about managing our time with the kids. And I'm gone for hours at a time, obviously running these 18, 20 mile runs. Mm-hmm. And he's waiting for me at home and actually even calling me while I'm still oh, finishing. Oh, goodness. You know, are you almost home? Oh, shoot. So <laughs> we're having a tough time um, sure. managing the situation. Yeah. Sure, sure. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. But the good news is that you guys are both, you know, healthy and taking care of yourself. But sometimes that that has some unintended consequences, which can be hard to deal with. Um, I think. So, so isn't triathlon season almost over? I mean, <laughs> mine ended on, you know, June 24th, but I mean, it's, we're heading into the winter. I mean, is he, is he still keeping up a pretty intense schedule? Well, that's a, the problem too, is that I keep on telling him that, like, aren't you done? You have no races. You know? <laughs> so, so what's the problem? But he's just so keen on it right now that he loves going for those long bike rides. And until the weather turns here, he wants to get out on his bike and mm. he wants He's swimming three mornings a week, and um, he's training, actually. uh, We're both doing the Army 10-miler on October 20th, so he's training for a 10-mile race, which is not that intense, Mm -hmm. but he still wants to get out for his runs as well. Mm. So he's not willing to give it up yet. I keep on telling him, if you can just get to the end of the year, (laughs) then I'll give you, you know, some time. But then he's in the winter and he can't go for his bike rides and he can't, he'll be stuck on his trainer in the basement. Right. So, I say buy him a trainer. That's what I did. That's what triathletes do. <laughs> they ride their bikes in the basement. <laughs> I mean, um, so, I mean, a couple things, you know, it, it, like there is no easy solution, of course. And you guys, if there would be one, you guys would have found it. Um, I would sit down on like, you know, a weekend night. I mean, preferably, I feel like the week kind of starts on Monday in our house. So sit down on Sunday night um, together and say what workouts you have that week. I mean, the fair thing is if he wants to do his long bike rides, fine, but then you get one day for running long, you know? So you get Saturday, he gets Sunday or vice versa. I mean, that's just the fair thing to do, right? So, So you do that on the weekends. And then during the week, you just kind of have to like move the puzzle pieces around. So he wants to swim three days a week. So, okay, can you do that so that you swim early um, and then you can run at lunchtime? Or I I mean, I don't know your schedules well enough to know kind of what works, but you know, it's gotta be, there's gotta be some compromise and there's gotta be some consideration. And um, so that's, because otherwise it's just, I mean, you know, it doesn't, I'm not a marriage counselor, but you can't walk around feeling like, 
you're being taken advantage of by your spouse, you know, or that their needs always come first. Mm-hmm. Um, so, exactly. and also the, the, um, the interruption of the, you know, calling, I mean, that, cause then you feel like you're running against your like several clocks. You're like being like, Oh, well, I really want to finish this 18 miler with an average pace of so-and-so. But then there's the, Oh, I got to get home. I got to get home. And I know one time I was running and I knew my husband who's a real estate agent had to um, go to an open house. I took a wrong turn. And so I was out for longer and I just got so panicky feeling like I'm making him wait. I'm making him wait. And, uh, I mean, uh, you it's know, no, it's no fun. Yeah. And then, I mean, and the other thing is if you are, I mean, so Grant, my husband and I are also both very active and, you know, we support each other as much as we can. And so it happens sometimes though, that, <laughs> that Grant doesn't heed the rule that we take turns during races, <laughs> you know, like he signed up for a marathon while I was training for Ironman and I got kind of pissy about it. And I was like, really? Like, you just can't give me this time, but he really, he knew how much Iron Man meant to me and he worked it around so that I would get, you know, his marathon training came second, um, which I realize is sounds ideal. And it was very ideal. Um, and generous. It, mm-hmm. And generous. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still, so, I mean, so right now you've got a marathon in a month, like, so right. his, his base triathlon training I mean, you know, again, I don't want to like <laughs> create more <laughs> friction than there already is in your house. But I mean, I'm right. in my mind, even in an objective mind, not a mother runner mind, like you take priority because you've got a race in four weeks and then you're kind of done for the season. Well, and you're going to be, you know, you're going to be tapering in, you know, two weeks or, right. three, you know, even. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, right now it's a tough, this is a tough, tough month because as you know, I'm joining you for Ragnar in a few days. Mm-hmm. Right. And yes. so I'm away, I'm away for four days for that. And then, um, like I said, we had the army 10 miler on October 20th. We're doing that together. Um, and then my marathon's November 3rd. So this is kind of a really, it's really a tough marathon month, you know, mm-hmm. that monster yes. month where you're trying to fit everything in. And, um, I think it's also adding to the equation that I've also, become the long run coordinator for our group for our local running store. Mm-hmm. So I'm not just going for my long run on Saturdays. I got to be there an hour before I got to put the water for the water stops. And then I got to get everyone collected at the end, pick up the water. Finally, by the time I get home, it's five hours sometimes. Right. Sure. So sure. I mean, that's, a, that's a big sacrifice for him. And I think he's adjusting to that as well. He's used to me just getting out for my two or three hour run. As soon as I walk in the door, he's out. Well, that's mm-hmm. not happening right now well so you gotta so uh, so yeah so i mean i don't know you know what your weekends look like but you know obviously that long run day is kind of belongs to you and then he gets to have another five hour chunk of time some other time on the weekend to go do his bike ride and and if he's like my husband washes bike after every ride (laughs) yeah Um, Yeah. um, and the other thing too and this is my final suggestion nicole is you know so i mean triathlon season is over so Maybe, you know, on one of those Sunday nights or maybe you take another time be like, what races do you want to do next year? Like, let's plan out your schedule for next year. Kind of giving him a little bit of something to look forward to and realizing this, real and helping him realize that, you know, if his first race, is, race isn't until the end of April, like, right. he's going to be okay, you know, and, and kind yeah. of give him those races and say, okay, I will support you. And then mm-hmm. you maybe, like, work your races around that. Yeah. That's good. That, Cause that shows a, a definite compromise mentality on your part. And, and the, yeah. he just needs to see that he needs to get through October 
And, you know, yeah. being a, being a parent, you blink and a month is over. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I know. I think, I think that's a great idea. And I think I've kind of overwhelmed him a bit this year. I think I'm doing 14 races this year. <laughs> so, yeah. um, so, yeah, let's, yeah, let's so, talk about compromise on your end, Nicole. No, <laughs> I know. I know. I think I, I, when I look back and I think it's because I've just sort of really jumped into it this year. And he even complained the other day, said, you know, since we, the last year, you've just like, this has become your obsession and you have to be always training and he's, it's, he's right. And, and, but you know, I've sacrificed a lot in the last, uh, we've been married for 14 years and I'm an army wife and he's been deployed for a, a year at a time twice. And wow. I've somehow managed all the childcare issues with my training and got everything done. And I'm just asking for a few months of like, let me be the person yeah. who's going to take advantage of the time that we have. Um, but I, I understand. I mean, he wants to work out and he's an all or nothing kind of guy. I mean, believe it or not, his first triathlon was a half Ironman. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I know the type, I know the type. That's, yeah. That, you know? like, that's, oh that's my goodness. Very so, type A. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Very intense. Very intense. When he does train, it's, it's, it's all or nothing. Yeah. So, well, you know. I, also, I also say let them listen to this segment of the podcast. I don't know if you'll be able to listen to the whole thing, but I mean, I think I think you sound you are coming at it. You have a good perspective on this. You respect his effort and his dedication, and I think you all can definitely find. Since 2011, BarkBox has been committed to making dogs happy. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. BarkBoxes include all-natural treats and innovative toys to match a dog's unique needs, including allergies and heavy chewer preferences. Not a phrase I say every day. Dimity's dog Mason, an energetic Weimaraner, is eagerly awaiting his first BarkBox. Dimity let BarkBox know the breed, size, and even name of her dog, as well as the all-important chewing preferences. And now, on the 15th of each month, a new box will get shipped to Mason. Each monthly box is themed, like Country Fair or Brooklyn Hipster, with new and unique toys to keep dogs engaged, interested, and happy. If your pooch doesn't like something in the box, BarkBox promises to send something they'll love, for free, because BarkBox is all about dog happiness. Choose a plan. One, six, or 12-month plans are available. Cancel anytime. Free shipping in the continental U.S. For a free extra month when you subscribe to a 6- or 12-month plan of BarkBox, visit BarkBox.com slash AMR. That's BarkBox.com slash AMR. Woof! Thanks to StoryWorth for supporting our podcast. StoryWorth is a subscription service started by a fellow who wanted families to be able to share their memories and anecdotes with each other. Here's how it works. Purchase a StoryWorth subscription for someone you love, and each week, StoryWorth sends that loved one an email with a question about his or her life. The person either replies with his or her story via email or records it by phone by calling a StoryWorth number. After a year, the stories are bound in a lovely hardcover keepsake book. My husband Jack and I gifted StoryWorth to his dad, and we're especially looking forward to hearing his tales about going to medical school in Dublin, Ireland, which is where Jack was born and spent the first four years of his life. Then we'll share the book with Jack's siblings. For $20 off, visit StoryWorth.com AMR when you subscribe. That's storyworth.com slash AMR. Compromise. Um, and I really like Dimity's suggestion of saying, you know, you present to him that what do you want your 2014 race schedule to be, honey? You know, next, yeah. I re you know, you realize you maybe went a little overboard this year and next year, then he gets first dibs.
that yeah, doesn't mean I, that he gets to do 14 yeah you know, half no. <laughs> only you get to do that <laughs> yeah i agree yeah good good deal and i probably shouldn't plan an ultra for next year i'll probably yeah. just you know, wait maybe until 2015 i know you're doing one next year but yeah. maybe I'll you, wait. you yeah. get the odd years he gets the even years so yeah that sounds yeah. good yeah good deal all right well we'll see you in a couple days nicole okay thank you mm-hmm. bye bye We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more calls from more Mother Runners after this. This edition of Another Mother Runner podcast is being brought to you by Lara Bar, a line of gluten-free energy bars made from two to nine nutritious whole food ingredients like cashews, dates, and unsweetened coconut. Check out their new seasonal flavors, pumpkin pie and snickerdoodle. Or go for our favorites, Dimity Diggs peanut butter chocolate chip, whereas I'm a fan of lemon bar. If you're looking to up your protein, try gluten-free vegan alt, which packs 10 grams of protein derived from peas into each bar. For more information, go to larabar.com. That's L-A-R-A-B-A-R.com. And now back to our show. Hi, this is Rachel. I'm calling from Eagle Mountain, Utah. I have three children, a six-year-old daughter, a four-year-old son, and an 11-month-old son. Hey, good to talk to you, Rachel. How are things hanging out there? Are you in the mountains in Utah? We are. We're about 5,000 feet above sea level. Nice. And you moved yeah. from Boston recently, yes. right? Yes. So how's that, how's yes. that thin air treating you? Oh, let me tell you. It feels like a ton of bricks on my chest, but we're, I'm, I'm adjusting. Yeah. Yeah. I moved from um, Brooklyn to sea uh, level, obviously, to Santa Fe, which is over, I think, over 7,000 feet. Uh-huh. Um, and holy cow. And I and I remember reading that it takes almost a year for wow. your body to really get adjusted to living at altitude. So um, so what? You only have, you know, eight well, more maybe, months to go or something? Yeah, and I might get there. <laughs> no. Well, um, so what's going on with your running, Rachel? So I am training for a half in October. And I have started to feel like I'm burning out. Mm-hmm. Um, missed a long run this last weekend, which I never do. I just feel like I'm barely holding on. And I'm trying to figure out what I can do to avoid burnout next time. And now that I'm kind of feeling the burnout, how I'm going to get through it, the best way to get through it without completely giving up. Mm-hmm. Sure. sure. What, which race are you doing? The Sojo Half Marathon in South Jordan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so um, and t- what kind of course is that? Is that a relatively easy course or is it pretty hilly it's, and challenging? It's supposed to be pretty fast. It's downhill the mm-hmm. whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh. It's, yeah. It's a Boston qualifier mm-hmm. for that reason, the, the marathon is. So it is supposed to be pretty much downhill the whole way. Mm. as it as easy as, as a half marathon goes yeah. although you know that's that's it you know downhill sounds easy and then by about mile seven you're like okay I just yeah. want to use my hamstrings and calves my quads <laughs> yeah. are so sick of bracing me um yes well and so and so what so you've never how long have you been a runner Rachel I've been running for racing for about six and a half years since my daughter was born I started running to race I started that was my first half marathon was six years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, and are you, are you a pretty, um, competitive runner? I mean, do you like, do you race a lot? I do a lot of races. I would not say I'm competitive in those races. I'm, I run them because I like the training. I like having something to work towards, but I'm not 
but I've never not. won anything. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. But that's okay. But I mean, but, you, yeah. have you have you taken a break over the past six and a half years? I mean, have you ever like kind of taken even like a, two weeks off or? Yes, definitely. Even yeah, I have taken time off. So I've had those the kids in there, um, and I've run through most of my pregnancies. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have taken breaks here and there. Typically, I only run a couple of races a year, um, mm-hmm. and um, two thousand. 12 when I was pregnant I only did one because mm-hmm. I'm finding that so um this is Sarah and we have the as we're recording this we have the Ragnar this coming Friday and but other than that I mean and I will admit I haven't been specifically training for that race it has felt really delightful to not have a race on my calendar and I mean the only other than Ragnar the only race that I have is a year from now <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, um it's just it is there is I think even though we think there's not pressure to when we're training for a race, you know, we can kind of kid ourselves to be like, Oh, I'm really enjoying this. And, and it's not all that much pressure, but I mean, there is the gotta, you know, must, you know, the, the things that are on the calendar that need to be done. And the, you know, that what, Dimity was out here recently on business. And so I didn't get to do, you know, usually I run a double digits on the weekends and I didn't. And it was just like, Oh, okay. The world didn't end. Like, that's okay. I, I just did seven on Sunday. And, um, so, you know, I think maybe just kind of clearing your race calendar and after this one's over and um, just kind of remembering the the joy that you get from running and also, you know, maybe it will allow you to take some runs in places that you wouldn't otherwise, you know, kind of discovering your new environs and... Uh, yeah, I mean, so I, if I were you and um, if you really, you know, if you feel like you've invested enough in this race and you feel like you're trained enough to go do it... Um, I would go do it and just enjoy it, you know, enjoy the downhill, enjoy running in Sojo as you call it. <laughs> um, but then, you know, after that, I mean, I would really take a, take a break from road running. Um, you are in Utah and I love trail running. I love it. And, um, and I, have you ever tried it, Rachel? I did a little bit when we first moved here, I was in Draper right on some really amazing trails. And so I did for the first few weeks that after we moved to Utah, Mm-hmm. And do you have some, uh, do you have any that are kind of relatively accessible to you where you live now? I'm not sure. I haven't explored trails in this area. So I, mm. I should probably do that because I haven't yet. So that's, that's one thing I feel like always kind of gets me out of a funk and it gets you out of, you know, a trail really forces you to live exactly where your feet are. Um, you can't, you know, you have to watch what you're doing. So you're not fixated on what pace you're running or mm-hmm. how many miles are left or anything like that, or, you know, that you're going slower than you did, you know, before you had your um, third child or whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. Um, they really just force you to kind of just enjoy running. There's just something so pure and just simple and lovely about it that mm-hmm. I, I really think that that would be a great place for you to try after after you, Particu- you do this race. Yeah, particularly because, I, mean, t- I mean, you live in one of the most beautiful states in our country. And, and you know, and it's so different from where you li- used to live out in Boston where – where I lived for four years. And so I know from experience mm-hmm. that the trails out there are like rutted and have roots everywhere. And yeah. it's just like bugs are, you know, could lift you up and take you into the heavens. And, you know, <laughs> here you are in, in gorgeous, gorgeous Utah. And I mean, you know, you're going to have a lot more smooth trails. It's just going to be really so enjoyable. And I think you're just going to, as Dimity said, you know, turn on a different part of your brain. I bet you're going to, you know, meet some people that you wouldn't otherwise, you know, you could have, I mean, I love that about trail running that you have, 
people show you where to go. And so there's, you know, it's a built-in camaraderie and kind of a, a mission that you both have. Um, so, yeah, I think the trail running is, is great. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and if you, I think as you get closer to the race, you're going to start to feel it more and, um, you know, talk to some, some people that you know who are doing it. Or I'm, I know that we have a lot of, um, mother runners from Utah on our Facebook page. So you could find some of those women on our Facebook page and talk about the race and get excited about it that way. But, you know, if you, if in the week prior to it, you're just not feeling it, you know, just don't do it. You know, there's, it's not like you're getting an appearance fee for being there. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, okay. then the other thing, Rachel, because you are a new runner or not a new runner, you're new to Utah. I mean, um, I would, you know, I don't know if you found, um, a good running store or a good running group or even a running pal, but that is, you know, that is invaluable as far as just sometimes when you're in a funk, you just have to kind of fake it till you make it. And mm-hmm. so expecting, you know, if someone's expecting you to be at a run at a certain time, like you just go whether you want to or not, or if somebody's meeting you on a certain corner at a certain time, again, you show up cause you don't want to let them down. So, um, you know, definitely honor your body, honor your feelings, don't push it. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you find that that is one way to get out of funk is just be like, okay, I'm just going to let somebody else like, be yeah. my prod and I'm just going to keep doing it until it feels good again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Okay. All good ideas. Oh, good. Good. Well, okay. let, let us know on our Facebook page what you end up doing and how, if you okay. do the race, how it goes. Great. Thank you so much. I appreciate take talking care. to you. Okay. Take, take care. Sure. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Kithy. I'm calling from Madison, Wisconsin. I've got one kid uh, who's 26, so not really a kid anymore, but, you know. Oh, I gave my mom a magnet once that said, the first 40 years of parenting are the hardest, so. (laughs) (laughs) I think you always have a kid, no matter how old they are. That's true. You're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, So what's going on with your running, Kithy? Uh, not much right now. <laughs> oh, um, <shoot. laughs> unfortunately, I spent, um, I, I've been running for a long time. So this wasn't like, uh, like a new adventure for me or anything. Uh-huh. I hadn't done a marathon since 2005. Uh-huh. But I decided to pick one up um, this summer. I had another friend who was uh, in Chicago doing, doing a separate run. But uh, uh, so we were kind of commiserating and things like that the summer went really well I and uh, you picked you picked twin cities marathon is that right i, I picked twin, exactly yeah mm-hmm. my, my daughter lives up there so oh, i nice. thought it'd be a good good way to go visit plus the milwaukee one was closed and i think the chicago one was closed as well <laughs> so it was kind of had to go down the list a little bit um <laughs> but i had a bed when i got there so um anyway the the, tra- the training went super all summer i was able to work it in and work around weather and vacations and things like that no injuries at all uh-huh. until about labor day uh-huh. and then i uh, came down with shin splints and some knee problems mm-hmm. not horribly bad for either one but enough to to not i couldn't go run you know i just i just couldn't do it anymore so oh shoot so that was yeah kind of a drag it was just a month away from the run i had a couple long ones to go and mm-hmm. um really really disappointed that yeah. first week i had to stop i was really oh. bummed i was <laughs> you know you just get used to doing it i'm like going and i'm eating and i'm recovering and i'm doing all this you know and um then i had to come to a complete stop so like uh, a lot of Christmas. frustration yeah yeah it's a tough it's a very disappointing time i i totally sympathize so yeah i'm just um big of a question but you know just to slowly get back and you know what Training in the winter, the the weather isn't the greatest here to run in, as it is in Boulder too, I imagine. But uh, um, kind of building back up and maybe using shorter races or or just kind of 
maybe take a year off from racing and just kind of just get some base mileage built back up, try to get some cross training in somehow. Um, I'm a little older, so it was a little, I just to find the time to do it. And I work full time and, you know, I don't know if I just kind of ran out of gas, you know, a couple of weeks ago or, or what. So just kind of looking for suggestions to kind of get it going again and sure, be sure. Caref- careful about it and, and all that. So, so a couple things, how, how important is another marathon to you? I mean, do you really enjoy that? And you, you like that distance it's- in the training for it or it's it's not that critical, no. Um, and actually, I I I've kind of lately been thinking, you know, with my schedule, maybe a half is much more realistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Or, yeah. I mean, I just find so. that that marathon training. I mean, I I you know, we have different bodies. Obviously, everyone has different bodies, but I find that marathon training is so um, can really break you down so deeply, almost at a cellular level. And I, yeah, I right. you know, and I, and I and I say this with you know, I mean. A lot of people can do it. I just, I can't, it doesn't work for my body. And so mm-hmm. I have a different kind of perspective when it comes to being a runner. And I, um, I think it's really, really important to cross train. And especially you mentioned that you're a little bit older. I mean, strength training is so key and finding time to do that instead of mm-hmm. going for even like a four mile run, you know, going to the gym for half an hour and getting, you know, all your joints and ligaments um, strengthened mm-hmm. and kind of aligned, I think is so much more important than, getting in a few more miles. So I would make that a priority as you heal. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a half marathon, I mean, that's a really lovely distance. I mean, you know, you can't, you can't, um, flake on the training, you know, you definitely got to get your miles in and you can really push yourself if you want to. Um, but it's not, you know, but it's not being out there for three or four hours and doing that, right. you know, or, weekend after weekend. You know, the, yeah. the, the race I think you need to set your sights on is the, um, Twin Cities, in motion also does that 10 miler along in conjunction with the marathon. And that's what Dimity did. You know, last year I did twin cities, which is, you know, you got your daughter there. It's such a beautiful city with amazing support on race day. And Mm -hmm. so that, you know, um, the, you know, the 10 miler, it's a really fantastic distance. It's challenging yet. There's not the time for the, you know, wheels to fall off the proverbial bus, you know, as there isn't a half marathon. (laughs) And so, um, you know, and it's easy to mix that in. I mean, you could even have a half marathon, you know, if you want to, you know, earlier in the summer or later in the season or something. But, um, I just think it would be kind of fun to go back to, to go to twin cities and to, you know, kind of revisit and experience part of what you would have experienced, you know, this coming yeah. weekend. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I actually, I did do a half in Madison in August this summer. So, oh, and, nice. that, and that was a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. So yeah, yeah. It, it's, it doesn't uh, suck the life out of you. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> am, I, am I selling marathons really well now? Or, or what now? Um, but, but you, you know, um, Kithy, you asked about, you know, if you should take a year off and just rebuild. I, I don't think you should take a year off. I think, you know, you are, you said you're a pretty experienced runner. I think, you know, if you get your, your shin splints healed and your knee pain, um, you know, to a manageable level and strengthen your quads and your hamstrings and your calves and all the muscles around your, hips. your knee mm-hmm. and your hips, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, yeah. then, yeah, then have back at it and, you know, maybe have a fun, you know, maybe look at a race schedule and, and think of like what races look interesting to you, maybe places in Wisconsin you haven't been, or that 10 miler is really fun. I mean, I definitely recommend doing that. Or maybe you do, you know, if you have a bike, you do a duathlon, or if you like to swim, you do a, huh. a, a sprint triathlon or something that's still getting you out there, but it's not, it's just not that habitual, hard pounding right. or mm-hmm. I really came to really like the longer runs this summer, you know, mm-hmm. the double digit, you know, getting up on Saturday or Sunday morning and going out, you know, mm-hmm. for a couple hours. I really 
it was a little bit longer than what I had, had been running. And um, I just, I just really liked that time. It was quiet mm-hmm. in the morning. Mm-hmm. It was just like, I felt like I got something really accomplished, you know, yeah. doing that. And uh, yeah, I just felt really good. I felt really strong all summer until, you know, just a few weeks ago. So mm-hmm. yeah, I've really enjoyed listening, listening to you guys too. And, and uh, I kind of, I don't know where I came across your stuff, maybe through the TCM website or something, but oh, good. You, just a real good kind of cheerleader core thing. And oh, um, it, it was just, it was just kind of fun to have that, uh, that support there and stuff and the humor and everything too is oh. really helpful. So. Oh, thanks. Well, you can still listen <laughs> to us when you're training for the TCM 10 miler next year. So, okay. so oh, good. Well, good luck with things, Kathy. Thanks. Yep, and oh, thank I hope you, you feel thanks, better soon. Feel okay. Quickly. Thank you. Mm-hmm, bye-bye. Bye. Hi, this is Kim. I'm uh, calling from West Dallas, Wisconsin. I'm a mother of a seven-year-old son and a five-year-old daughter. And you are also the mother runner who came up with our finishing equals winning shirt. So, um, which we love. Yes, it's just it's it's in version 2.0 now. It's got a. It is. Um, it's a slightly different orange. It's a little ooh. heathered orange, and um, the colors. The ink is still yellow. Within, um, the, we changed the purple slightly, but it's very good. So, uh, and I always, when um, people look at that shirt at our expos, I'm always like, oh, and the woman who came up with this, she got, she wore it in her first marathon and got the best race photo ever. So <laughs> I just love I that picture. I have to say, I couldn't have asked for a better race photo than the one that they got. It's oh. like perfectly in focus. I'm smiling. Oh, you, you are lighting up the frame. It's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um, so what is your question today, Kim? Well, my question sort of stems from the fact that as an older runner of 42, mm-hmm. um, I am having sort of changes in my period, a lot mm-hmm. heavier than I was expecting or used mm-hmm. to have. And so because of that, the week after my period, I struggled with really low energy and really dead legs. Mm-hmm. And I kind of suspected this might have something to do with low iron. So of course I do what everybody does. I Googled it. <laughs> and Dr. Google to the rescue. Yeah. <laughs> so I uh, read quite a few arg- articles that s- sort of talked about how runners may need more iron than non-runners and female runners may need more iron than male runners. So I was curious what you guys thought about this. Have you had your iron levels tested? I have not. I have not. Okay. I should do that. Mm-hmm. That's that's probably the first thing that I would do. And an easy way to do that, if you don't feel like, um, you know, going to a doctor or paying for it, is to go donate blood. Mm-hmm. And um, and they do a, a baseline test. And that's how I figured out I had low iron um, last fall is they wouldn't let me donate because my iron was too low. And that at that point, then I went to my doctor and got stuff um, figured out. But I um, also had your issues or had some of your issues. You know, I had really heavy periods. I was just like, I was like, this five-mile run should not feel this hard. And it turns out that I was pretty anemic. Um, and so I guess I would really like kind of encourage you to, to look into it a little bit more um, without just taking iron, you know, without – you know, without, um, some medical guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have to say, so I, um, I have not, I just donated blood on Friday and, um, I passed the iron test with flying colors. And, um, but so I talked about this specifically with my running partner, Molly this morning, because she does take iron supplements and what she's, and she's also a veterinarian, which I realize is not a human doctor <laughs> and we're not horses and dogs, but, um, but she does sort of know her way around a medical textbook a little better than I do. And she was saying that a lot of women might not be anemic, but have low ferritin levels. And I guess 
ferritin is kind of some obsessive. Fer- ferritin is iron, I think. But she she was just saying that like it might not show up as anemia, and that okay. like because she takes iron supplements, yet she and she's been tested by a doctor, but yet she's not anemic. But that, um, I mean, you know, she definitely says there's a lot of different iron supplements out there and you know that t- i th- i thought oh kim just needs to you know take a women's multivitamin with iron and she's like no 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 that's not nearly enough iron if if kim or any of our people listening are truly anemic or have low iron levels and um i mean she gave some tips also though that you have to remember that um iron is better absorbed when you have um vitamin c with it and and but less so when you have dairy with it, so that if or ca- you know calcium inhibits the absorption of iron, and so that um, if you are drinking enough, so if you, if you do start taking an iron supplement and you take it with orange juice, you have to make sure that it's not the calcium enriched orange juice, which a lot of them are these days. Um, I know we use it because that way then our kids get a little extra calcium. Um, and so, um, but she was also saying that, you know, now kind of there's, I guess you might have even come across an article like this, Kim, that I guess there's some women, uh, professional runners are now kind of hitting beef hard and that they are uh, eating more meat because they feel that then that, yeah, that sounded a little porno that they're hitting beef hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah I know. Way, way to suppress your laughter there, Kim. That was good. That was good. I tried. Um, it's my juvenile. Right. Except my husband would be laughing on the floor right now. So, um, that, uh, you know, so, you know, I don't know if you are a vegetarian or not, Kim, but. No, I'm not. Yeah. I yeah. actually just had my period two weeks ago and mm. I sent my husband out for a whole stack of cheeseburgers that week. <laughs> nice. And I downed them all. No problem. So, <laughs> good, good. Very no, good. I have been taking some iron supplements, but I did want to, I did feel like I needed to check in with my doctor on that. So that's definitely on my to-do yeah. list. And yeah. It does seem to make me feel better, recover a little bit faster, but I mm-hmm. do know I need to get that checked for sure. Um, I mean, the one thing too that you should know, Kim, just out of um, personal experience, is that iron makes you can make you constipated. Um, so sometimes you have to take, you know, a little bit of a laxative. That was my um, experience as well. Just a little <laughs> TMI to to finish up this phone call. Well, I was actually going to TMI back that I had the opposite reaction. I was taking some that were causing the opposite mm-hmm. effect, oh, and so I switched recently to a release formula like time release formula oh, that's and that seems to have gotten rid of that but yes i, I have been good. forewarned about the possible side effects oh, very good. Very good. all well, right take good care and hope i hope that uh, your energy comes back it is i'm running marathon number two on uh, sunday so uh i'm uh Woo-hoo. i think i'm ready to go go rip oh, it God, up which out one there are you doing the milwaukee lakefront marathon oh it's, pretty uh, nice. kind of flat almost downhill so and i'm hoping to get a great PR. So I'll be listening to one of your podcasts next week for sure during it. Oh, good. Good, good. Good. We'll go get, go get it, Kim. Thanks. Go get Go get another good picture. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if I can live up to that. Right. The bar is high. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Kim. Bye-bye. Thank you. So 
that is always so much fun to actually have the ladies call in. And, and yes, we, we fib it a little, you know, we get the questions in advance on emails, but it is just so much fun to actually chat with people, you know? I, I know, I know we're that much closer to our own NPR show, right, Sarah? We are, we are. <laughs> Koki Roberts and I were having drinks when I go to D.C., you know, on tomorrow night. <laughs> it's nice. Yeah. So, um, well, for more of this and more advice, uh, go to our Facebook page, which is Run Like a Mother, the book. Our website is anothermotherrunner.com. On Twitter, we're at The Mother Runner. Our books, Run Like a Mother and Train Like a Mother, which are just loaded with advice, are now for sale on our website. And uh, many happy miles to you. Music.